Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. KFI AM640, you're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4 and then after 4 o'clock, whatever you missed, you can pick up on the John and Ken On Demand podcast on the iHeart app. And you can listen to that 24-7. We can always be on in your head. Uh, we're still giving away money in about 15 minutes. There'll be another keyword for your chance to win. Stay tuned. Uh, about 120 for the first of the three keywords we'll have for you on today's show. Well, Deborah Mark missed our road trip. John and I went out to Death Valley and stood there as it hit 128 degrees. It was wonderful, right, John? Uh, yeah, and uh, we jogged for a while. What, about yeah. a mile and a half? Yeah. A place called Furnace Creek. Isn't that weird? That's the place where they recorded this 128-degree temperature? <laughs> Furnace Creek. Um, the, they claim the hottest ever was July of 1913. Same place, Furnace Creek. 134, but some yeah. kind of question that measurement being 100 years ago. It's, and it's well, everything has to be questioned <laughs> because we only have, you know, 100 and I don't know, 50 years worth of records. Oh, yeah. At well, best. well so, the point is of whatever record keeping we have. But, you know, at least to say it's 100 years ago is to say, well, is it really getting warmer? It was warmer. It was warmer than this. It was an all time record 100 years ago. We're getting cooler. Yes, Valley doesn't have any people. I mean that's no. that, that's a, that's a lot a, of tourists though. Yeah, because it's it's also very narrow. It's a geological quirk, and 
the reason it gets so hot there is because the lower you are, the, the, the hotter the air is. You know, when you're high up on a mountain, the temperatures are cooler. And if you're if you're walled in, you're in an actual valley, and you're walled in. Hence by the, the San mountains. Fernando Valley temperatures, right? San right. Fernando Valley, San Gabriel Valley, but right. but Death Valley is even worse because it's even lower. It's a deeper bowl, and, and it's 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 narrow, right? It's so I mean it's it's a it's a freak temperature. It doesn't represent anything. There aren't people living there. It's just uh, an oddity of the of the geography. Just for fun, I, I, though. I, I've never understood what the big whoop is about it. The other hot temperature, they claim, was in July of 1931 in Tunisia, where it was recorded at 131 degrees. However, they mentioned in this story a weather historian. There's a job for you, John, in your retirement. You could be a weather historian. Uh, Christopher Burt disputes both of these measurements. And uh, he thinks that a 130 reading in July 2021 in Death Valley is the hottest recorded temperature on Earth. That's what does home. he know? He's disputing it because what? <laughs> he's a weather Because he feels like Well, it. you should read Did his blog. Wants, I'll send you the link. I, a, I don't a, know. He, you know. I can't he, present all his evidence. Once they get his name in the pair. You know, one time I went to, uh, did you ever go to Mount Washington in New Hampshire? Sure did. The whole family went. We rode all the way up the hill and everybody was terrified. Yeah. That's the highest point on the East Coast, but it's not that high. It's not that high, but it is extremely cold there. I went up there in August by myself. Oh, and oh we went it, up in August too, but I don't remember it being that cold. It oh, was chillier up. There, no, I got up there. It was a it was a snowstorm, and in uh, August, oh, in okay. August, yeah, there was snow oh. everywhere and uh, wind was blowing hard. They they I think the highest recorded wind is at the top of Mount Washington, two hundred thirty one miles an hour, oh. the highest recorded wind in America, something like that. And yeah. and I I remember I took my old Chevy down the hill after I reached the top. Oh, I remember they had, you know, they had a lodge there and it was like a welcome center. And they had the names of all the people who had died trying to climb Mount Washington, a plaque, right? With all the names carved in there. And then I was trying to get downhill and I had this old Chevy and it was harrowing, right? Because there's no rails. It's twisting and turning as sharply as possible. And your car can starts picking up speed constantly. So you have to jam on the brake and ride the brake really hard all the way down, and you have no margin for error. It was yeah, that's what happened to us. We the whole family went up there, including my parents. It was like a family reunion we did in New Hampshire, and I don't think any of us knew what we were getting into. Although the reaction from the three different cars was quite different, because I was in a car where we were all just chatting, and even though it was a little harrowing. Nobody said anything, and then we got out, and everyone else is like, oh, my God, my fingernails got stuck in the back of the seat. I was so scared coming downhill there. Right. You're right. There's not a lot of margin for error on the sides of the road there. So. No, I, I loved it. It was one of the most exciting trips. I used to take crazy trips by myself. Because ah. who's, who's going to come? Who's going to say, oh, yeah, we'll drive up to New Hampshire with you and drive up Mount Washington? Eh, I got no takers. We're going to have a guest next hour to talk about. There was a story a couple of weeks ago that uh, the all-time Earth's hottest average temperatures were reached for like two or three days in a row. I think it was around July 3rd, wasn't it? Uh, anyway, Steve Malloy will join us after 2 o'clock, who really looks into this stuff, his junk science, and they, uh, he they has were, a lot to say about it. They were claiming it was the not just the hottest on record, the hottest in 125,000 years.
And again, this is the average Earth temperature. No, no, so there, it's, it's supposed to average all the places. And together. it got printed and broadcast over and over again. Oh, yeah. How no, I do remember that. It was a big story last week, it is two weeks ago. Isn't it self-evident that it's impossible to know what the temperature was 125,000 years ago to the day? They yeah, claimed they specific didn't have all the fossil day. fuel use, which we they claim is causing all the warming. <laughs> yeah, but they had hot temperatures. It, it's, it doesn't have to be caused by fossil fuel use. Oh, no, no, no. If, you're, you're contradicting uh, the lead what, uh, belief. The, it, or, or the it's all man-made. That's or, why it's getting hotter. Or the propaganda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the story that they made up. The fear factor. I tuned in the local news channels last night, I guess around 6 o'clock, because I hadn't really paid attention all weekend. That the, all the reporters went to the same place, Balboa Park, and they all did the same story. People came early to get their exercise out of the way before the heat came. I can't watch that crap. And then they interviewed three Honestly. people in a row, panting. Oh, this is so hot. Stay hydrated and stay in the shade where you can. You know what? If I was a, a TV news reporter and I got that assignment, I'd throw the mic down and say, you know, I'm going to go sell vegetables. This is embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, really is embarrassing. There's nothing wrong with selling vegetables. Deborah Mark eats many exactly. of them. Exactly. I'm not denigrating vegetables. I, I I think it's a much more noble job than uh, you know standing in Balboa Park interviewing people. Hey, it's hot, isn't it? What are you, you doing? You did sell here? shoes once, didn't you? I did not. No, I did. Oh, you did. I did. That stuck in my head for some yes, reason. Yes, somebody when I was sold a teenager, shoes. That was me. Oh, you'd be a good shoe salesperson. <laughs> Very I excited was born for, for it. To <laughs> <laughs> All right. When we return, you'll have a chance at some money. We'll reveal another keyword, the KFI Inflation Compensation Contest. And uh, more. Oh, oh, coming up next, a rumor that circulated for a while this morning till it was allegedly denounced. The El Segundo Times may be for sale. Anybody want to buy it, John? You want to no? uh, You know what? If if it came like for a few thousand dollars, I would just to physically throw every woke fake journalist out. Oh, all those columnists into the street, yeah, all of them. Of course, uh, uh, you're uh, right. The reporters are bad too. The columnists, the columnists really are bad. Crazy. Except nobody works there anymore. You know, they they all file from home. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't even get that pleasure. They don't go to the beautiful building in El Segundo, oh. which is why it's the El Segundo no. Times because that's where the building is. Remember one one guy was whining. Because uh, there's no, uh, there was no mass transit to El Segundo. Well, I One mean, the there kind of is. You can take the green line and get pretty close. Pretty close, yeah. You can get pretty close, yeah. <laughs> you may have to walk or take an Uber over, but it's yeah, not right. that far. No, well, he was bitching about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. All right, stay right here and get the keyword and win some money. Uh, so where'd you find this? The Intersect. What is that? Can you explain that? Oh, I don't know. I never heard of it. Oh. It was just... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you forwarded the story, so well, I thought you knew. Oh, it was uh, linked to, to the Drudge Report today, so... Oh, okay. I didn't Billionaire Patrick Shunshung holds talks to sell the LA Times to entertainment trade mogul Jay Pensky, complete with a little graphic picture of the two of them tucking over the newspaper they're in an office because uh, part of the story is they might actually share ownership or something like that as you know recently the el segundo times offloaded the san diego union tribune i think the southern california news group picked up that paper and uh, <clears throat> we have chronicled the incredible demise in uh, subscriptions 
to the El Segundo Times. They lag some of the major publications, such as the New York Times, <laughs> incredibly big numbers when it comes to digital yeah, subscriptions. I think, I think the Times is close to uh, 10 million subscriptions, and uh, the LA Times has uh, 550,000. And, yeah. uh, you know, they're, they're, they don't even make the top 40 when it comes to uh, page views for media outlets around the country. Uh, right. So it's, it's, it's a dead paper. It's mostly just a left-wing woke blog now. And this guy, Jay Penske, owns uh, Rolling Stone, The Hollywood Reporter, Billboard, and Variety. So he owns entertainment news sites. Hmm. And uh, he wants either to buy it outright or they would share it. But I imagine if they share it, uh, that Penske is going to is going to control the editorial content because having Sunchian's uh, woke daughter run things has uh, destroyed <laughs> yeah. what little was left of the paper. Oh, it's it would be hysterical if it wasn't so pathetic yeah. that the, the the whoever is the person assigning the reporters, or maybe they just. Come and so, say this is what I want to write about. They're all uh, incredible amounts of woke stuff. You, you if you uh, want to play a fun game, I call up the L.A. Times. Just just do the front page, right, as far down as it scrolls, and and there's like four categories that the articles fall into: race, gender, climate change, and today making a comeback, an oldie, hmm. COVID. They brought COVID back for another run. That's Be oh. because COVID. The hospitalization rate is at its lowest since the beginning. But might I point out, about a month and a half ago, no, not even, about a month ago, they did a story that July 4th could lead to an upswing in COVID. We have to be careful. Well, they actually did that story. That didn't happen. The July 4th holiday, people gather. COVID may see a big uptick. No. That didn't happen. But two weeks later, they're making another run at it. It's we're at the lowest point. Could it come back? No. They wrote that? Yes. Yes. I should find oh, it. I, oh. I I I laughed. <laughs> They're trying to go back to the old hits. Because I think people are so sick of gender and race and climate change. I talk about normal people. <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't live off uh, you can't live off woke heads. I don't even know where. I don't think people woke heads read the L.A. Times anyway. There's so many other uh, far left wing sites to get your uh, your jollies from. What, so did they, he, did they drop COVID? He paid $500 million in 2018 to buy the El Segundo Times and the San Diego Union Tribune. And as we just mentioned, he offloaded the Union Tribune. It says here it was saddled with $90 million in pension fund obligations. <laughs> One operative says it was pennies on the dollar he sold it for just to get rid of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was almost a total loss. Almost a total loss. Story says out that the Times pension debt is fully funded. They don't have the big problem with the pension debt. But you figure if, if he spent $500 million for these two papers just five years ago, what would someone buy them for now or buy the Elder Segundo Times for now? $50 million? Not even? The, uh, the uh, owners of the LA Times, it was the Chandler family, and they'd owned the Times for 100 years. And they sold... Uh, to the Chicago Tribune for $6.4 billion. Then there was a billionaire real estate mogul named Sam Zell. He brought bought up the Tribune's entire print and TV operations for $8 billion in 2007. The Times was part of that. Right. Then Sun Xiang buys it from Zell 
for $500 million. So and it that goes was just the, the L.A. Times and the San Diego Union yeah, Tribune he bought. Right, right yeah. And now, um, now it's worth almost nothing. David Geffen was going to buy $2 billion for the paper. And now oh, I remember that, right. The rumor yeah. that David Geffen was going to take it over. And right? now if the, if the Union Tribune went for pennies, probably the L.A. Times is going to go for dimes. Uh, because it's losing $50 billion a year that Sun Xiang will admit to. So it says here that the paper is now a featherweight, publishing a majority of Associated Press copy. The Sunday, July 16th Times print edition was just 74 pages of news. Oh, you saw what they did to the sports section, too. They do still have a sports section, but it's all woke stories now. They took out yeah. all the details, like no. the standings and all the statistics. No, I, I stopped reading the sports section because it was all, all woke columns. It's like, you know, I go to sports to get away from this crap, this feces. And then it was like nothing but woke stories. Like, stop it. So uh, this is funny. Uh, There's a story that in the 1980s, there was an actress named Barbara Bain. And the LA Times was so fat that somebody, you know, the delivery guy threw the newspaper on her front lawn and it landed on and killed her dog. Oh, wow. This, this apparently was a true news story because the Los Angeles Herald Examiner reported on it at the time. So, so somebody tossed the L.A. Times and it landed on Barbara Bain's dog and killed it. Yeah, well, I remember the day when you know, Black Friday paper, the day after Thanksgiving, that yeah. thing was monstrous, just bloated with ads. And I even had friends that said that they look forward to that because they wanted to look through the ads and figure out where to go shopping and... Mm -hmm. Years ago, that ended, though. Now the thing yeah. comes, and it's like five now, pages. Now it's woke toilet paper. But let's just read a statement that was issued. Apparently, the El Segundo Times, they have a spokesperson named Hillary Manning. Uh, the Gus Report has this. Uh, he, uh, Hillary Manning told Daniel Gus, as owner Patrick Shunsung commented on Monday, because he went on Twitter, speaking for himself and his family, our intention now is to focus on the ongoing work of transforming the L.A. Times into a self-sustaining institution. Our hometown of Los Angeles and the state of California, really the West Coast, needs a strong independent news organization. What? We believe in the L.A. Times and we're committed to its future. What, what is the That's usually what the owner says before the manager is about to get fired. Yeah. What is the, what is the phrase, our intention now? Does that mean oh. he tried to sell it, but Penske was only going to pay $5 for it? Oh, well, that's so, true. You're right. Yeah, that that that's the weasel phrase there. Our intention now. What was your intention yesterday? Well, th these kind of stories don't don't emerge from nowhere. There must have been something going on. No, they don't. No, no don't. There would probably be some operative that's working with the buyer who just leaks out the news and then it travels fact, fast. They've, they've got a quote from a high-level person linked to Penske, direct knowledge. They've been talking about this for weeks. And uh, this person said this would roil up L.A. media. This is how we make our mark. Remember when we said we'd need a bigger boat? So they think they can transform the times into something readable. All right. When we come back, uh, another couple of stories on the Southern California homelessness crisis. One deals with the fact that the vagrants are back at Venice Beach. Oh, well, I guess we turned our back on that one, thought it was doing better. But uh, reports are it's come back to one of its worst levels. And... We're going to look in more detail at the ballot measure that will be out there next year for Los Angeles voters. Uh, it's unbelievable. This is the one that deals with the hotels, a new tax, and uh, also a new way of making sure they take in homeless people. We'll get to all of this coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. 
Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up after 2 o'clock, we'll talk about uh, hot temperatures, but what we'll focus on is a story that circulated uh, almost two weeks ago now that we had the hottest average temperatures on Earth in history for a couple of days in a row. I think one day it was reported, and the next day it was broken with another one of these reports. Uh, we'll take a closer look at that. It's coming up after 2 o'clock. Uh, you know something's been normalized, and not in a positive way, <clears throat> when we have something called the Homeless World Cup. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you. It's, it is a soccer tournament for homeless people. <laughs> Uh, it's been around actually for a while, but it made its debut in the United States this year up in Sacramento and also took a couple of years off because of the pandemic. But it's been around a while. It was just played outside the United States. Mm. And I think the rules are you, you can be formerly homeless, oh, yeah. or presently homeless to play, something like that. What, yeah, what, what's the criteria and how do they check on that? I wonder what the trophy is. I mean, you. <laughs> a bar a of beer. soap. <laughs> yeah, a bar of soap, a beer. A urinal. <laughs> wow. Tell me to tell me how you how you prove that. I mean I don't it's know. not like you have uh you know a uh, a receipt for the tent that you were sleeping in. I guess if you come in with a good story that you had to be on the streets and you were drug addicted and I you can try out. I, I don't know how it works. I I can't really explain that. Wait, but. is there money in this? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Because I'm, I'm thinking if because you... Because teams from all over the world came to Sacramento it, to it, play in this. I, there's not a lot of money in soccer. 
especially at the level that these people must be at. No, right? I don't know if they're taking much revenue. <laughs> right. So, I mean, sh shouldn't you be uh, working at a, at a paying job? Does the winning team get a Wheaties sponsorship? <laughs> <laughs> Soon they will. Yeah, they Soon uh, one of those woke marketing executives will uh, will come up with that. Now, back here in L.A., and we reported last week that uh, Cal Matters did a pretty good story on Karen Bassetti's Inside Safe program that while it may be clearing some encampments, uh, how long can they keep putting people up in expensive hotels? They can't. Uh, there's just not permanent housing. And as we've reported to you many times before, permanent housing is also a problem because it gets destroyed. Take a look at the Skid Row Housing Did, Trust in downtown Los Angeles. So, you know, you got to deal with all the dysfunctions these people have before you're going to put them in any kind right. of permanent housing. So you housing. see, all she did is she thought she was buying herself some time with this motel idea. Oh, and making a good but, show of it because but, people wanted these encampments right. cleared now. It was it was a small number of homeless out of on a percentage basis, a small number. And after six months now, they're running out of money and they don't know what to do. They don't have the money to put in new people, and they're not going to have the money to keep the old people in the motels. And the old people in the motels are just as batty and screwed up as they were on day one. So right. they haven't done anything useful. But they got they got some some idiot uh, TV reporters and producers to cover it as to cover it as if it, something important was happening. The uh... the uh, New York Post and the, and the Daily Mail also did an update on Venice. Uh, we can go back a few years. That was a huge problem during the pandemic. Homelessness, particularly on the boardwalk, grew. And then we had a sheriff named Alex Villanueva who went in there and said, you know, because John's dopey councilman, Mike Bonin, didn't care and thought it was great that these people camped out because he has a whole problem with the entire American capitalist system. So uh, things got cleaned up for a while. Uh, they actually got a lot of the encampments off the boardwalk. But now the reports are coming in. That the vagrants are back. They're camping in the same places that they were before. Uh, Rezi Karimi owns a sunglasses store called Good Sea Company and says it's just like they're babysitting the homeless population. He's got a spot on the boardwalk just steps away from where these vagrants have now set up their encampments. Described as hobo-filled pagodas. I like that, that term. Like the big tents and tarps and all that stuff. My favorite, though, in the story is a guy who got interviewed, Scott Beers. Good last name, isn't it, for a homeless guy? Mm, Beers? That doomed him, yeah. Uh, he took over a, a, a spot with his girlfriend. He claims he's going to keep it cleaner than the previous tenant, in parentheses. Is that the standard? Uh, he claimed the previous you, tenant had his tents and trashed the whole area up. We, we can't I, have that. Uh, he, here's uh, here's the quote I loved. Filthy as the last lunatic that had this spot? Exactly. He told uh, the Post, I've had homes before, so I get it. These people pay millions of dollars to live by the beach, and they don't want to see this bleep all over the place. He says he abandoned a 28-acre cattle ranch and dairy farm in Nevada for life on the streets. Apparently, this followed his wife's deaths. death. Mm. Venice is my favorite because you can get hot showers every day. Yeah, there we you go. You can go out to the food bank three days a week. There's a church nearby that gives you a hot meal, and you can't beat the views. There you go. He panhandles and gets 221. Oh, he panhandles and he gets $221 a month from general relief funds 
from uh, the welfare office it's described as, and whether that's so disability he, or whatever. So he chooses not to use that on a real apartment or to buy a room for himself or rent no. a room. Like we said, these are the oh, people okay. that like to live off the grid. Yeah, He's yeah, enjoying this. Right. And and this is what I'm saying. A lot of these guys are like, they're not that 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 lying study by that lying researcher last week who said, no, it's because they've fallen through the cracks. You know, they couldn't pay the rent. Uh, they're not from out of state. Yeah, this guy's from out of state. He can't pay the rent. In fact, we're paying him a lot of tax money. Uh, those benefits are really generous, and he could find a room if he wants. He would rather not, and he he explained why. He uh, he he. he uh, this this guy here, Scott Beer said, "I've had homes before, so I get it. These people pay millions of dollars to live by the beach, and they don't want to see that bleep all over the place." But he says he willingly lives on the street. Yeah, with his girlfriend. But he's going to keep the place cleaner than the last guy who camped there. So, you know, you got to take that, John, as some sort of progress? No? No. 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 He's, you're either there if you're not or you're not. And and eventually he's going to get whacked out on uh, too many beers. Scott well, beers. Fox Digital has an update on a ballot measure next year. John Cobalt, you'll vote on this because you're a Los Angeles city resident. I am not. Uh, let's take a closer look at this. The proposal would require hotels to regularly report the number of vacant rooms they have to the city's housing department. The department would run a program under which it could essentially assign homeless people to a particular hotel with the guests, that's in parentheses, paying for the room with a voucher paid for by the city at, quote, a fair market rate. Hotels would be prohibited from discriminating against homeless people who participate in the program. Oh so God. could they really end up in some of the ritzier downtown L.A. hotels like Mike uh, Bonin wanted? I, if they have vacant well, rooms? This is the... That would be something. This is the extremist progressive dream. They don't think these companies have the right to be owning expensive hotels. All property should be controlled by the state. This is communist thinking which many of these people subscribe to. You know, they believe in the writings of Karl Marx. They believe in the tenets of communism. And one of the hallmarks of communism is there's no private property, or at least not private property you control. And so and we, the state can come in at any point and tell you what to do with the property to suit the state's interest. This is a deep-seated political belief that these lunatics have. Well, this came from Unite Here Local 11. That's the labor union representing the hotel people? Yeah, they've well, been on strike. They, they, I told you, one of their demands is you got to take care of the homeless, too. So they got this on the ballot. Yeah. And not only that, there's going to be a 7% tax on hotel guests to create a fund. And I am not staying in a hotel. That would assist hospitality workers to get affordable housing, allegedly. I'm, yeah, affordable housing. That's the little prayer they put at the end of all this. It's not about affordable housing. It's about communist influence. And this is these are real these are real believers, and they don't shy away from it. I've got on the websites of a lot of these organizations, and they fully embrace a communist Marxist uh, value system. They do, and they don't hide it. But they know most people don't realize what they're about, and they've infiltrated all the unions. They've infiltrated the teachers' union, for example. The teachers were making the same crazy demands. Remember. They wouldn't go back and teach the kids for a year no, and they a half. said the same thing. They wanted housing for the homeless. Right. And it, let me ask you this. If this passes, what is going to happen to the tourism and hotel industry in Los Angeles? It's get when people come to the city and they check into a hotel, let's just pick the Ritz-Carlton in downtown Los Angeles, and suddenly there's homeless people lined up at the desk mm -hmm. because 
under this ballot measure, if you have a vacancy, they have a right to get the room with their voucher. Happiness. Are you going to stay there? No. I'm not. No. I'm not going in. I'm going to ask up front. It's like, uh, you got a lot of homeless people in here? And if they say yes, I'm not going. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna find out when when we make oh, the reservation. Oh, they'll lie to you, yeah. Well, the thing is, they can't. If it's the law, then they do No, they'll to. lie to you about having homeless people. Just say, oh, no, not this week. Yeah, not this We're week. We're full up yeah, with regular okay, people. Okay, well, did a homeless guy... <laughs> imagine getting a, getting a room, getting a bed that a homeless guy had the night before. Imagine crawling into that bed. You better bring your black light. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, the, the beds are bad enough because I think... Especially, I, I I think I don't think hotels clean very much anymore, because I you know I look under the bed when I go into a hotel room. <laughs> I just find you know I mean I, a lot I, of them don't clean unless you want them to. Now you can right you can, they will clean your stuff, but they, they 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 rush through. They don't have the staff anymore, nor do don't. they want to pay for it. And they figure yeah people aren't going to notice. But it's like uh, hey, can you come and scrub the blood stains off this sheet? <laughs> we got more coming up. Johnny Ken KFI AM six forty live everywhere iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. All right, coming up after the news at 2 o'clock, we'll be talking to uh, Steve Beloy. He's been on our show a few times before. He deals with the junk science. And he got a pretty good editorial published in in the Wall Street Journal. As a couple of weeks ago, they went nuts with this report that the average global temperature had reached an all-time high on July 3rd and July 4th, making them the two hottest days on Earth on record. Uh, no. Well, oh, no, beyond on record. It was in 125,000 years. Yes. Well, well, how does that work? That can't be, and Steve will explain it to us uh, after this. This is the kind of stuff he tracks and writes about. and There's nothing to track. And refutes. You can't. How, how do you give us the temperature from 125,000 years ago? It's just uh, stupid. Does anyone say it out loud? It's like, oh, it's the hottest or $125,000. How do you know that? That's not possible to know that. Obviously. Why 125,000? Why not 142,000? 170,000? Why did they pick that number? All right. Well, here's the latest bobble. By Vice President Kamala Harris. This actually happened on Friday. She was speaking at Coppin State University in Baltimore. She was talking about the plan to cut greenhouse gas emissions and get to net zero emissions and blah, blah, blah. And then this popped out of her mouth. Let's play it. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clain water. Hmm. Reduce the population. Yeah, that's everybody jumped on that immediately. <laughs> she wants to off people. <laughs> well, you know what? Some people say, oh, she misspoke. Yeah, supposedly she was going to say reduce pollution. Except that also is a tenet of the of the uh, global warming crowd. I've read a number of articles where they think ultimately we have to reduce the population. And they suggest that people stop having children. In fact, I saw a play here in Los Angeles. I think it was at the Geffen Theater, which centered around that. A family that was having a, a baby, a husband and wife. And, and, and they were torn up over the idea that they were bringing this child into the, into the world and that, that, that their child was just going to add to global warming. That it wasn't morally correct to do this. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so, always people that – the Washington Post always does these stories. Yeah. People who don't want to bring so, any kids into the world because of climate change. So I don't know if she misspoke or not, but in her circles, they talk about this all the time. So I'm not surprised it's in her head because th this, this, this population issue has been around since the 1960s. There was this crackpot professor, Dr. Paul Ehrlich, and he had a book out around 1970 or so called The Population Bomb. And he made all these wild claims that we were going to run out of food, minerals, oil, you name it. He was wrong on every count, completely wrong. So we've had this apocalyptic hysteria about the planet and the environment now for, for about 50, 60 years. This is, it, it just keeps regenerating itself because there's a lot of money in it. You know, he sold a lot of books. And, and part of the idea is you got, you got to stop having kids. Too, too, many, too many children are being born and uh, you know we're living too long anyway it, it, it really no, i guess that beats euthanasia because yeah. that's what some people are thinking maybe they actually want to off people it's a core belief that they have so i'm not surprised that slipped out god knows how many conversations kamala harris remember i mean she's coming out of san francisco has ha has had how many seminars and commissions where they well, discuss this stuff seriously the plot gets thicker in the official White House transcript of the speech, the word populations crossed out and replaced with the word pollution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in the original transcript, they did have population to be reduced. Yes, because she actually said that and didn't catch herself. Yeah. And now they want to correct it because, you know, this, this, this. Yeah, they put the word pollution. Oh, no, that's what we meant. It was pollution. Yeah. You, you gotta... So she may not have made a bobble. She may have read the actual transcript. Whoever wrote that yeah. put the word population in there. Yeah. And then when the media called out on it, they were like, well, cross that out, put pollution, not release it. Yeah, that did sound good. <laughs> no, that sounds really weird. Yeah. Well, it's it's just part of their... See, they think humanity is 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 destructive and that the planet is morally imp more important than well, humanity. Well, if you think the warming is man-made, then you're right. If we yeah. have too many men, right. it's going to be trouble for the planet. Exactly. Which that, might be true like 20, 20 30, 40, 50,000 years from now. I don't even know. But I always think we adapt, right? People will find a way to adapt. Well, of course we do. I mean, I mean, a lot of this stuff doesn't matter. Even if their worst case scenarios are true, it, it doesn't matter. What you'll have is, you know, Canada will become fertile for farming. So <laughs> your, your electric bill will be a little higher in Texas and Arizona to, uh, for the air conditioning. Well, plus, they're doing a lot of good research into carbon recapture. They're coming up with all different ways that don't result in us not having to drive anymore or use fossil fuels but, but, or this whole list of dangerous but, stuff. But what did we come, come out of the first six months of the year? One of the coldest six-month stretches in L.A. recorded history. Remember, we went two months, didn't even crack 80 degrees. Well, I, that I, yeah, that was here. Right. That was here. That's what I'm saying, though. <laughs> it's it it what 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 global warming took uh, took six months off just in Southern California. They don't know is my point. They don't know why all this. Well, maybe happens. it's because of all we do to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. We got some cooling. Why did the ice age happen? <laughs> That's why you pay the high gas prices. Why did the ice age happen? Why did it get so cold that the ice age occurred and glaciers made it down all the way to where Yosemite is? And then, second question, what caused this incredible warming so the glaciers receded from Yosemite hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles back into Alaska? What caused all that? They don't know. All right. Well, we'll be talking along these same lines when we return with Steve Malloy as our guest, a senior legal fellow 
at the Energy and Environmental Legal Institute. Environment Legal Institute. Anyway, he does a lot of good stuff on junk science. Hottest days ever. Don't believe it is what we'll talk about. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 